You've planned your wedding. Now let the real fun begin, creating your registry. The Crate and Barrel Wedding Registry is packed with thousands of items that see you through a lifetime of breakfast in bed and Thanksgiving family dinners. Whether you need an upgrade all across the board or you come to the table with some items that you already love, our wedding registry experts are there to guide you every step of the way. Plus, with group gifting, your family and friends can go in together on that dream gift, like the Petri sofa. So go for it. Start your Crate and Barrel registry now at crateandbarrel.com slash wedding dash registry. Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Antiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration with a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Antiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay. And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. 
We're getting in the paradise season. I am doing this podcast from outside because I watch paradise and I'm sick of being stuck inside. I'm going to get outside in my backyard and do this podcast because you know what, Ashley? What? I can. <laughs> I'm wearing something tropical too. It kind of feels nice, doesn't it? Yeah. We came uh we came in theme. Um Ashley, as we get started on this podcast, I don't want our energy to get any lower than this right here because I have a feeling this year in paradise is going to be absolutely epic. Well, there's like nothing to talk about in this episode besides Blake. <laughs> I know. And that's tough, but it's hinting at things to come. Ashley, before we get started, can I share a story? Can I do story time? Yeah. Okay. Listen It'll allow me to chew my pizza. Oh, perfect. Okay, so here's what's <laughs> happened. Um, I've been gone for a couple weeks from Denver. I got back to Denver, and uh, one of the things I love most in this world is working my yard. Um, and so I had some trees that were overgrown, so I had to take my chainsaw to them. I'm out in my garage. And I have, again, I haven't been home for a while. My office is in my garage where I do everything. I spend a lot of my time in this office. The chainsaw sits kind of like right in front of the door to my office. I reach down to get my chainsaw, and this spider crawls out from underneath my chainsaw. Not a big deal. Not shocking. It's a garage in the middle of Denver. However, this spider has a nice little hourglass red mark on it. It's a black oh, widow. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was going to say it, this sounded like a horror movie, like, your chainsaw was just sitting outside. Like, that's the beginning of a horror movie. But then the spider came in, and now I'm even... It's actually worse. <laughs> it's worse. Here, here's where it gets worse. So I take a picture of this Black Widow, and I'm, like, mess, not messing with it. Like, I'm not, like, I'm like not touching it. It's just sitting there. And so I'm taking a picture. I put it on Instagram, and I say something like, hey, I think this is one of those dangerous spiders that people hear about. I know what it is. First off, people out there... I am a little bit, like, slow. Like, it takes me a bit to catch on to things. I'm not that slow. Like, I knew it was a poisonous spider. You're not slow. I knew that it was dangerous. Then I look up to the ceiling. I follow the web up to the ceiling. Oh, God. Guess what's on the ceiling? No, 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 no. 20 more black widows and their nest. Ben, I would have died there. Like, I know that people, that's an expression, but I actually would have. It froze me. My hair on, like, my body stood up. So then, last night, I have a roommate right now, and he was outside talking to a friend on the phone because I was watching uh, some TV, and he goes, Ben, you have to get out here. I walk outside oh my to my God. backyard no. that I'm sitting at right now. I look on the side of my house, and guess what's there? Like More Black Widows. You, I'm infested I would have, I would have with black checked widow. out. I would have checked out. <laughs> no, I would have gone to a hotel. Absolutely. Yeah. What did you do? Um, I went to bed. Are you kidding me? Are you That's kidding so- me? Oh. Here's a, here's the thing, Ashley. There's a sense of me that like I've always wanted to have a little more of an edge than I have. And I feel like the black widows coming to my property and joining me in my like home is showing that like they sense my edge. Like they know I'm dangerous. Can they kill you? Yeah. If you bite if they bite you, yeah. I have eight spider bites on my chest right now. Wait, why how do you, do you know they're see? spiders? I should've been. I went to the She's doctor. Saying they're oh, spider bites. I think my- they're spiders, they're bug bites of some kind. Mm-hmm. Does this not disturb you greatly, Amy? Because yeah. I feel like you are definitely scared of spiders. I went to the emergency room. 
Okay, well, that's very Amy. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is why I'm telling this story. It's going to tie it into Paradise. I heard a story from Paradise this year, and I think we might have mentioned it a few weeks ago, but I want to mention it again because it, it reminded me last night of watching the show. I have uh, – there's going to be a moment this season on Paradise that uh, that Ashley and I show up. We can't really talk about where and how and when, but we, we show up. They showed you in the super tease. Oh, they do? Uh, oh, amazing. Well, <laughs> we were at a wedding. Um, <laughs> it's like so, pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh, but during this wedding, I got an inside scoop that one night while the cast was sleeping in paradise, and it's a beautiful spot in paradise, but it's open air. A snake crawled into the bed of the girls. See, snakes don't scare me like spiders. It doesn't matter if a snake crawled into my bed as I'm sleeping. It's going to be weird. If a snake crawled into my bed or a spider, like let's say a tarantula being in paradise, crawled into my bed, absolutely would welcome the snake over it. Hmm. Would you rather a mouse or a snake? A mouse. I mean, Amy one time woke up. She actually slept next to a, wait, was it chipmunk? Dead chipmunk in my bed. I didn't know. She slept with a dead chipmunk in her bed for two to three nights. Amazing. Well, this is where I want to tie this in. Amazing. Uh, listeners, we love you. You're the best. We kind of feel like we're on vacation right now because it's paradise season, and it's one of our favorite seasons, and it's a little less, I don't know, feels like it's going to be heavy. Write us in. I want to know and tag the Almost Famous podcast or email us at iheartmedia.com. Would you rather be stuck in like a, a tub or like a, a hole with a bunch of mice, a bunch of snakes, or a bunch of spiders? Anybody who says that, like, that they would least want to be with the mice is whacked out. I might choose mice. You, you're know. more scared of mice than spiders or snakes. I don't know. Mm. I'm really confused right now. I feel like I'm relating to these spiders in ways I never thought I could right now. <laughs> oh, my now. God. You're such a weirdo. We should continue <laughs> and talk about the episode, but I'm going to go home and think about you with your black widows all day. What do oh you guys God, think you're... of JPJ's Speedo? I mean, duh, he wore a speedo. You know what I mean? Like nobody yeah. has ever worn a speedo, worn a speedo in Paradise before, but John Paul Jones, of course, debuted it. Let's start at the beginning, Ashley. I want to know JPJ speedo is an incredible topic, <laughs> but I want to know overall as we get started. You're an expert on Paradise, so I just want to kind of grill you. What do you think of the cast this year? Kind of holistically are you excited about this cast are they missing anything how how was this all star cast why like what what separates this cast from past cast there's like nobody who decided not to come you know what i mean like usually Mm. like you're like i can't believe so and so didn't come and then but this season it's like everyone came i kind of after talking to people and tell me if you think i'm crazy here after talking to more and more people from the franchises they get off the show and everything it used to be where Paradise was kind of like, I don't know if I'm going to do it or not. Like, it feels like it's like kind of like selling out. It's a little weird. It doesn't feel fun. I feel like now the vibe is I hope I get asked to Paradise. Oh, yeah. I agree. Back in my season, season two, I was all like, they're going to want me to do Paradise. And I'm not sure if I'm going to want to because it's kind of like trashy and nobody really watches it. And I don't know how I feel about it. Dating like a whole bunch of people. I don't know. I didn't like the thought of it. My parents were like, I don't know if we want you to do that. And then, of course, I did it. And then it became the phenomenon. (laughs) Do you think it all has to do with the idea that bachelors 
and maybe here soon, we haven't seen it yet, but possibly bachelorettes are going to be people that have gone on paradise. Yeah, well, we've already seen I mean, it's it. We've already seen Nick and Colton become leads from Paradise. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, they've seen it, but, like, it's working because the the fans are tied into their stories. Um, they get to know the, the people a little bit better. Do you think one of the reasons why people are so excited about it, including the women, is that, you know, one day this might lead to them being the lead? Yeah, totally. There's potential in that. I think people... Um, aren't turned off from doing it because now they still know that could actually help your chances. It could probably help your chances more than hurt at this point, you know, unless you're in the top three in which like maybe you should be a little bit more careful. Um, And I, I don't want to underestimate like your story, Ash it's working. Oh, I mean, it's, it works more than the other show. It does. But statistically good relationships coming out of this consistently every season there's good relationships coming out of this. I think there's a, a, a relationship from every single season, um, except for the first season. Let's go through it in order right now. Jade and Tanner for the first one. Uh, Carly and Evan from the second one. Me and Jared from collectively two and three. Um, mm. Four, Adam and Raven. And five is this year. Crystal Wait, and no. Chris. Crystal and Chris. Chris and Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Crystal, Crystal, and, Chris. and, Chris. and then Chris this and Chris. year, we'll see. The... Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Kevin, Kevin and, and Astrid, Astrid. Are, are still together. And then there's another couple that's still dating, too. And I'm missing who that is. I saw this on, like, their Bachelor in Paradise page. Kendall, oh, Kendall and, Joe, and Joe. Joe still dating. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So can we all, like, when, one of the common questions when I got The Bachelor was, does it really work? Like, do you really think it can work? I think Paradise is proving that question completely. Like, yes, it definitely can work. Totally. Which totally. is awesome. It's good for everybody. Hey, so with that sentiment and that kind of energy, let's walk in to the first episode of Paradise. Ashley, we said it before as we were talking. We've got more and more emails about this. So many opinions. But this episode really did kind of revolve around Blake. But for the sake of like our conversation, who else are you excited about watching this season? Demi. Yeah, I was going to say Demi. Oh. I should probably stop eating the pizza. Sorry, guys. So I think Demi, because we all know that storyline is going to be uh, unique to The Bachelor. Um, she had a conversation with Hannah at the beginning of the episode about how she sees herself as sexually fluid. So that should be really interesting. She had somebody that she was seeing at home that was a girl, but it seems like she was hitting it off with Derek in Paradise. And then yeah. I think we're all very excited, well, to Blake, but besides Blake, um, Kaylin and how she can how she's gonna like get <laughs> just expose Blake that'll be super fun to watch did nobody think that it was interesting how she kept talking about well he wants me to keep this a secret and it's a secret and it's a big secret well, and they, then she just incessantly talked they about did the I noticed that too like there's three different sections of the episode where she basically says the exact same thing they really just wanted to be like you guys get this, right? You get how crazy and gross this is? Yeah, this whole thing, here's my first opinion. And well, it comes off like of friends with Blake. So it's like, this is like, let's preface it by saying this. Paradise gets super awkward for us because we are like way more friends with the Paradise cast than we are with the leads of the show. Because, you yeah. know, the leads of the show, they are like, you know, running things and they don't get time to like go on these iHeart trips with us and hang out. 
they are like, well, you know, they, we like interview them. Like we interview them, interview them. But with the Bachelor Paradise cast, we like hang out with them. So it's mm-hmm. definitely like we teeter totter this fine line where we have to like kind of critique our friends, but then we also like celebrate our friends. Right. We literally so have to. I have to like criticize poor little Annalise, who's one of our very good friends. But I did think she I'm getting the feeling she's sticking her nose somewhere where it doesn't belong with that Angela thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she wants to get in with the Angela drama with Clay and Clay's making they're making it seem like Angela and Clay like left things off on a good note. But I don't think they did based on like what I know off scene. So as Amy was saying, Annalise is one of our closest friends. Blake, Ashley's right. This gets weird for me. Um, because in all transparency, Blake and I met before he went on Paradise, like a, a night before he went to discuss like. But you mean the Bachelorette? No. You didn't meet Blake? Oh, you met up with Blake. You didn't meet Blake. him for the first time. You met no, up with Blake. No, 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 okay. no. We met to discuss and talk and like mostly a lot of this I didn't realize. And I have my thoughts and our emails are kind of mixed here. And I have a couple things that I just don't quite understand. But before we get to Blake, I, because if we start talking about Blake now, this podcast is going to end in 10 minutes because really that's all the show was. And it feels like what this first couple episodes are going to be. Our entrances this year, actually, there's a few people that I didn't recognize. Obviously, we know JPJ. I mean, that dude, if, if you want to talk about a guy who could light up a room no matter where he goes and a dude that I just think you want around all the time, he lives up to it. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody was obsessed with him. We can at least tell you guys that. When we were at the wedding, everybody was like, oh, my God, John Baltos is my best friend. He's our best friend. He, he's the best. Now, Demi. Demi is, is somebody that I have had a complete 180 switch on, mostly because she yelled at me. Not yelled at me. She was very <laughs> kind in her, in her confrontation of me at a, an event we did together. And she's like, yeah, you badmouthed me on your podcast. And I was like, ah, I did, didn't I? She's like, you called me a pest. I'm like, oh, I did, didn't I? And I was like, but uh, – uh, yeah. Okay. My thought now is that Demi isn't a pest. Demi ha- is like one of those people that says whatever it is she's thinking without any concern for repercussion. Yeah. You had a switch of the light, the light switch flipped with you with Demi. And then for me with Kaylin, because I was all like, I was so thinking that she had like these mean girl tendencies on Colton's season. And I was very outspoken about it. And then I got to hang out with her for an extended period of time. And I'm like, I take back everything that I said. I like you so much. She's so easy to talk to and get along with. We had just like a very nice compatible personality thing. And, you know, whoops, my mistake. Just like, whoops, Ben's mistake. Yeah. I mean, and granted, I'm doing this all from my like what I'm watching on the show and a lot of the times the show does highlight people's characteristics and I I would say to Demi's face on The Bachelor there was moments where she was a pest but a a a very strategic pest meaning she was speaking the truth she was speaking from the heart she just said everything at all moments and put people into crazy situations and I don't necessarily blame her for it yeah so it's like we do on this podcast try to talk from a, a fan's perspective because oftentimes when we start talking about these people, we don't know them, but we are allowed to change our opinion once we do meet them. <laughs> okay, guys. Speak- yeah, I think so. Speaking of change of opinion, I've had zero opinion ever. I have no clue who this guy is. 
One guy I would like to highlight is Kevin. Kevin shows up to the beach, rips his shirt off. Who is this guy, Ash? He was from Hannah's season. He talked very little. Okay. Now, he got jacked for Paradise. Yeah, this I know. Was that was his... really cute. You think it's cute? I was going to say. I think it's, it's adorable. Just... It's endearing. Because he cares. Yeah, we all try to look really great our first Paradise. And then the second time, you're like, whatever. Because you just give up? I mean, just like, I would be whatever. so nervous. <laughs> I would be so nervous about Paradise. Just because everybody there, I mean, we saw it. Like, everybody there is just ripped or in great shape. And I would show up to the beach and just kind of chill. Like, I feel like the nachos and the tequila. I was going to say, like, once you get there, it doesn't even matter anymore because to entertain yourself throughout the day, you have to eat. It's the only form of entertainment besides speaking to each other. And the food is so good. And the tropical drinks with all the sugar, they're everywhere. And you're like, yeah, never mind. Forget about the body. I'll just lie here with a sarong around my waist. Mm, just wonderful life. Uh, the other person that we have to talk about showing up to the beach uh, is Chris Bukowski. Ashley, your thoughts on Chris Bukowski coming back to Paradise for the record number of times that he's been on, a, on the franchise? Okay, yeah, so we got an email, somebody saying, I thought that Nick Vial held the record for most appearances in Bachelor history. Well, technically, no. Lots of us are tied with Nick now. Nick had four appearances, and I had four. Dean is now at four, and there's a couple other people. So four is like nothing these days. (laughs) Chris Bukowski, I want to say this is his sixth appearance. Should I go through and brainstorm which ones they're... Which ones he was on? Start well, with Emily's season. Hey, Amy, as you're sitting there, do you mind looking up as Ashley's thinking how many times Chris Bukowski's been on? Because, Ashley, I want to ask you, do you respect this or is this kind of like too many, too many, too, too, just too many times? Well, I, I, um, I respected him retiring back in Bachelor in Paradise, too. I thought that was a funny moment. And now after his explanation saying that he was in a serious relationship for two years and now he's out of it and really looking for something serious and he's grown up a lot. I'm totally down for him to be back, especially since he's seems so self-aware and he has such a good sense of humor about himself right now. And I think he used to take himself a bit too seriously, but I love the Chris that we've been seeing so far on this season. And by the way, um, we got the fact it is six appearances. He hasn't been a real cast member on that many seasons, but he has made six appearances including the one time that he tried to get on Andy Dorfman's season but failed I still want to know the behind the scenes of that like what exactly happened there did he really come to LA know the night of the first night and just show up to the mansion to think I could do this technically if you've been part of the show before I feel like it's not that hard to do that that's wild to me that's weird I, I just that that part I mean Chris Seems like I, like I agree. This is a good chance for him to show his true showing up to the mansion on night one is a really like aggressive move. Yeah. And I think it's like a little egotistical being like, oh, you know what? I should just be able to integrate myself into this group. And she totally wants me to be here, you know, but I feel like he is much more grounded now. OK, so let's now jump into the women because uh, we could talk about Cam and we could talk about Wills. Cam showed at the beach as confident as we've ever seen. I'm surprised based on how his time on The Bachelorette ended, but I bet Cam will be a story, have a story or two. Uh, we also, a part of the guys group, have obviously Blake, Dylan, Derek, uh, Kevin, Wills, Cam, JPJ, Chris B, uh, and Clay. 
on on the women's side, we have Hannah G, one of our personal favorites here on the podcast. She blew us away when she came to studio. We thought that Paradise, I think we assumed that Paradise for her would be wild based on how much attention she's going to get. Yes, absolutely. Do you still think that's the case? Princess of Paradise. You know, if in this franchise, if there's a queen right now, it's Hannah B. And if there's a princess, it's probably Hannah G. The guys love her. Love her. And it makes sense. She's beautiful. She's confident. She's like, like cool and collected. She's definitely cool. Like, that's the thing. She's well-spoken, but cool. I kind of get the sense. Here's my thing, Ashley. Hannah G is one of those women that most men are going to be, at least from what I know, like a tad intimidated to be around. Like it's, they're not going to, I'm wondering this season if we see a guy and and we've obviously seen Dylan kind of break through right away, but is he going to be able to give up his, oh my gosh, like she's way out of my league mentality to say, no, she's just awesome. And she likes me. I think he'll break out of it if they continue on. I think that that scene was the most endearing, cute scene in the entire episode, like hands down. He, I loved how he admitted that he was nervous. I love that he admitted that this was like a dream come true for him and that he thought that she was out of his league. I'm like, he's saying all the right things because I think for girls, that's really cute to see a guy that you're attracted to act that way, like to be so humbled to be in your presence. So before we get into producer, Amy has a great question that I want to ask here in this scenario. But before we do this, and I want to take this moment to dive a little deeper I don't think Dylan is saying all the right things because he's thinking about it. I think he's saying saying these things because I really think he doesn't know what else to say other than Hannah, you're out of my league. I like you a lot. I've dreamed of this moment. Like when when I watch you on television, you're like the woman that I would give up everything for. Like I I, I honestly, Ashley, I don't want to put words in his mouth, <laughs> but there was moments during this episode that I thought he was just gonna look at her and say, I love you. Like, I just knew. Like, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> it was cute because it was like a guy was getting his celebrity crush in that moment. You know, like, he definitely yeah. idolized her on, her on TV. He even said, like, I've been waiting so long to kiss you, right? But, like, they'd only known each other for 24 hours by that How case. cool is that? I mean, that's something to cute. celebrate. Are they – so, producer Amy has this question. Are they the new Joe and Kendall, do you think? I wouldn't think to connect them immediately because I think Joe was like so everybody thought Joe was super hot and everybody liked Kendall too. But like I think this is more of like a Jaden Tanner situation where yeah. she was like the sexy one coming off of oh, her season and Tanner yeah. was kind of the guy that nobody really remembered. He just and kind then, of flew by the seat of his pants the entire season and the Bachelorette never really gave him much attention. Good point. Well, uh, another person that, uh, another woman I want to highlight, um, that I think just struck me during this episode is how beautiful Katie is. I, I remember her being beautiful, but her eyes yeah. are like, like even through the television screen, you're just like, holy cow. They're, in- they're so insane. She's so pretty. Insane. Okay. So we also have, we have Hannah G, we have Katie, we have Sydney, Tasha, uh, Demi, Anyeka. We also have Jane, Annalise, Bibiana, ooh, Bibiana, one of our favorites, Nicole, and Kaylin. Ashley, 
Is this the year that Bibiana finds love on television? I mean, it, she's so due for it. Speaking of four-timers, Bibi is actually a four-timer, having done Ari season, Winter Games, and now two consecutive seasons of Bachelor in Paradise. She has to. I have no idea why this woman keeps having bad luck on these shows because she's so stunning and she has an amazing personality and is obviously got a brain too. I really like Bibiana for so many reasons. When uh, when Jess and I met Bibiana, Bibiana is one of those people that kind of like, you know, Jessica came and uh, is with me uh, during this time in Mexico, and she's nervous, like she is. She's not. A, she's never done this thing before, and uh, there's you know a lot of things swirling around her, and and it took a, a few people, yourself included, to really wrap Jess up in their arms and say, "Hey, welcome to the family." And for me, like it almost I, back then, not anymore, but like brought me to tears because like it just means a lot for me to see like my friends from this show be so kind to the, like to Jessica. But Bibiana like stood out because Bibiana invested into Jessica as like a friend. And that's what I think Bibiana does best. And what we love about her is every time she's on the show, she goes out of her way to to be a friend to somebody when maybe other people aren't. Yeah, totally. She was the first person um on Bachelor in Paradise on Winter Games. So on Winter Games, I didn't really have any girlfriends going into it, and she and I immediately like hit it off. And she was so conversational and friendly and warm. And I was just like, okay, great. She's my crutch the entire time. She's gonna be like my best girlfriend. I don't know if you remember this, but maybe this is why I have such a heart for Bibiana. Is um, during Winter Games, you know, it was a weird time for me. She loved I wasn't you ready. so much. She was such a support for Ben. She was, and she sat me on a couch one night, and I don't even—I don't think they showed it or anything. No. I don't even know if the camera's in the house. And she just sat me down, and she says, "Ben, like somebody needs to speak truth into you, and I'm going to be that person." And I bet for an hour, she just poured into me with like the most encouraging, not just like fluff words, like truth words, like Ben, this is who you are. This is who I see you as. This is what I know you are, and I want you to know this. And like for—and that doesn't happen a lot in life. And Bibiana did that for me, and it it I will never I, I don't I think I'll I will die one day remembering that moment Aww. because of how encouraging it was in a moment where I was like I don't know what's happening here this is a lot for me she just said Ben this is who you are so I love Bibiana so I hope sweet. she finds love me I really do too but we don't get yeah. anything of her with another guy uh, on this first episode we do know that she loves Blake she's super after Blake. I am, I'm, I, I don't know. I don't get this. I don't understand. Why are they all obsessed with Blake? Well, I think a little bit of it is, um, kind of his stint on with Becca, you know, he's a good looking guy. He made it pretty far and he's kind of the mystery guy. Um, but if we take Blake out of the equation for right now, Ashley, out of this group of, of really great people, who do you want to see? connect well i i think i'm most excited to see what develops between hannah and dylan like that was the scene that excited me the most i thought it was just so freaking adorable and you're right he didn't say the right things like he didn't by definition but i think they were the right things because they were just so honest it was beautiful okay so we got hannah and dylan um, who, what about Derek? Derek's always, Derek's a guy that, uh, you know, has been around for a while. Uh, one of my best friends from the franchise, Wells loves Derek. I don't know yeah. Derek well. Um, 
I don't know if you know Derek very well. Where do you want to see Derek go with this? Well, I mean, right now we're seeing him with Demi. I don't know that Demi is his match, though. Knowing both of them separately, I wouldn't put the two of them together. Would, no, no. But but they're connecting. Another uh, another one here on the guy side is Wills. Wills was obviously a heartthrob coming off of Becca's season. Um, he comes on the Paradise. He has eyes for Hannah. But outside of Hannah, who else would you like to see Wills connect with? Hmm. Uh, I remember that Wills had that huge crush on Katie. Remember? Yeah. When we had him on our podcast a couple of months ago. He was like, if I were to go to Paradise, I would really be crushing on Katie. Or he like alluded to that. I know. So okay. I'm going to root for those two because could you imagine the eyes that came out oh. of their Ooh. the children? Ooh. Oh, my Stunning. goodness. Stunning. All right. Um, final uh, one that I really am interested in on the guy side is Clay. Clay. Clay's obviously we, we know his backstory. Um, it was highlighted by Annalise a little bit during this first episode. I feel uh, like... You know, Annalise is a good friend of the podcast. I want to bring her on and talk to her about this. I feel like she is stepping into a territory she doesn't necessarily need to be because just like we talked about with the Peter situation, Clay is broken up with Angela. That's been very public. That's very clear. He has all right to be here in paradise. I mean, you know, how soon is too soon to move on? I, You know, we there hasn't been a great number we've figured out yet. So Annalise is starting to, like, ask these questions. I don't think it's in her best interest. I think it will come back to bite her. Um, just knowing how this is set up, but outside of anything stepping in between, who do you want to see Clay with? Well, I think that Annalise, the Annalise bringing, I think that Annalise bringing up Angela is foreshadowing Angela's appearance in Paradise. How could Ooh. it not? Like, why would they even have okay. that in there if we weren't going to see some Angela action? And I don't That's think it's going to really bite Annalise in the butt. Uh, but I haven't seen, and um, you know, Annalise is somebody we would we would like to see find love in this because she's also thought of as a, a pretty sympathetic character because she always just leaves these shows very sad. But I don't see her clicking with anyone right now, and I don't know who do you see clicking with with um, Annalise? If anyone, I would actually say maybe Clay because he came across pretty mushy on Becca season, so maybe he's the mush ball that. We'll complete her. <laughs> yeah, you know, here's that my here's my theory, and I have friends like this. It's not it's it's week one or a few days in, and you're already showing kind of this like protective wall built up, and this like mushy like I need to be a supporter of my friends that aren't even here, and I get it, right? There, she's in it, and she's, but if Annalise is here to find a partner, I don't think let's say this in. in in general, if anybody's here to find a partner, I don't think going after somebody that you're not pursuing at any level is the right move right away because I think it is it, it's just kind of a bad look. Like, oh, it just okay, so she's good. like gonna make enemies there. You're saying? I just don't think I don't think Annalise is a type of person that makes enemies because she's likable. I think she's not gonna make relationships because of this. Like, I don't think anybody's gonna dislike Annalise. I just don't think anybody's gonna like. Fall for Annalise. She is concentrating on other relationships already and not her own. Exactly. Okay. So she's concentrating on Clay's relationship. Who would you like to see Clay with? Well, Clay showed interest in Nicole. So I'm all about people who like had the intention of going after someone end up with that person. So I'm going to say Clay and Nicole would be cute together. They are both emotional human beings. (laughs) I, I love that idea. Okay. 
on on the women's side, we have Hannah G and Dylan. We're really excited about that. One person we haven't talked about yet that we we also appreciate and, and love is Tasha. Tasha has been on the podcast before. She's beautiful. Uh, we enjoy Tasha. I, I know that she's excited about finding a partner. She seems to be a great catch. Who here and the guy side so far? Are you going? That's that's a Tasha match. I don't know. Ben, because I'm looking at these guys and I don't really know them that well. I feel like I okay. know the girls, but I don't really know the guys. So it's hard for me to pair people up. But the women here are just like, they're killing it. Like, what a cast of women. And I just don't know these guys very much. And then finally, you got to spend some time with Kaylin. Um, who in the Kaylin uh, realm, I mean, she seems to be really focused on Blake right now. I get why. I'm not uh, not saying she shouldn't be, but is she so focused on Blake that any other relationship just isn't going to enter into her life right now? Uh, I think she's just focused on Blake because she wants to take him down, which I applaud her for. <laughs> and okay. I'm like, so if she doesn't like anybody else there right now, just like focus all your energy on bringing Blake down with his, you know. The player must be brought down. It's absolutely ridiculous what he did. Like, so ridiculous. And the fact that he was thought that he could get away with this. I'm like, how ignorant are you to this Bachelor community? We all it's talk. Wild. We all talk. And we all run into each other. There's no way. You can't avoid one another in this. Obviously, the Blake conversation is going to be one we we kind of harp on and talk about. Really, I bet for the rest of the podcast, it's going to kind of be intermingled. But before we do, we got to take a break and talk about one of our sponsors. Hey, guys, I know that you're probably tired of hearing about wedding talk, but I'm sorry. I can't talk enough about the great items we've gotten from our Crate and Barrel registry. We recently got a KitchenAid mixer. It comes in this exclusive color. It's super nice. It's a shaded palm and steel blue mixer. And I've never really used a professional, you know, fancy mixer before. But now that I'm an adult in a committed relationship living together i'm getting fancy household products for hosting and such and i also like to treat jared to some of his favorite desserts this man is a dessert man i am more of a like a foodie i like dinner he likes dessert so i've been making some cookies for him chocolate chip is our mutual favorite he loves any sort of baked good, and I've been making it on our new KitchenAid mixer. This one specifically is exclusive to Crate and Barrel because it comes in that shaded palm and steel blue color. It looks so good in our kitchen. It's a standout. It's the kind of thing that you want to keep out on the counter because it looks like you know what you're doing in the kitchen. You know what I mean? And it looks like you're an adult. Anyway, the KitchenAid mixer is just one of the items that has been coming in from their crate and barrel registry and it's just been really classifying the house because all of these crate and barrel items are timeless they are classic and they're never going to go out of style you can start your crate and barrel registry now at crateandbarrel.com slash wedding dash registry again if you are engaged and you're looking for some timeless classic pieces you definitely need to do a crate and barrel registry and you can start that now at crateandbarrel.com slash wedding dash registry what keeps baby skin healthy 
a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So... The next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. 
Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, one of my closest friends for the uh, franchise, Wells, we see back in Paradise. I don't know how many seasons, what, four seasons he's been the bartender? Now? No, Three? this is only, this is the third. Wait, third. this is the third? This yes, is the third. This is the third. Do you think his role as the bartender is going to like expand this season? We didn't see a lot of him last year. We saw a ton of him on the first time he did it. Just from previews, I feel like Wells is going to be more kind of front and center. Yeah, I think he was a little bit upset that last year he, he, it was like, why was he even there? You know? So I think they're going to definitely expand his role this year. Now, you know, as well as the bartender, what, when you're there, what are you leaning on him for? Is it, is he just kind of the like safe place to just spew whatever? Or is he bringing people over to talk to him? No, like for my seasons, we definitely did lean on Jorge. Yeah. Jorge was like, he's hilarious. He was also like super positive too. And he was just kind of, you can tell that Jorge was like excited that he wasn't actually part of the cast. And I'm sure that Wells is also very happy. He's not part of the cast, but they definitely are there because you need a neutral point of view. Like you need somebody who's not a cast member to talk to. And you need somebody who is not a producer to talk to. And the only person there for you to lean on in that case is the bartender. And they're going to give you, advice that you don't think is swayed in one direction or the other like with the cast sometimes they have their own motives in mind and the producers of course have theirs so it's really important to have the bartender there to just vent to and as we see this i do believe that this season wells will have an integral role in a lot of these relationships i get it if i was there i would want to lean on him as a kind of a non-biased source Mm -hmm. so wells is back i'm pumped about it i love that wells is there um it's enjoyable. Okay. The moment everybody's been waiting for this whole episode can kind of be summed up in, Oh my gosh, Blake, like what is going to happen here? It as a friend of his, this is hard to watch, but it's like indefensible too. <laughs> there is a lot of this. that's indefensible. I don't understand. Um, and, and all of this would be said to his face. I don't get how you think you're ever going to get around. I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is too personal, Ashley. But when it comes to the Bachelor franchise, like, I stayed far away from dating anybody else, Mm -hmm. like, after my time. Mm -hmm. Like, once my time on The Bachelor was done, I had to stay away because of this. Like, this was a concern. Everybody talks. Everybody's going to find out. Like, I I know way too much about who's hooked up with who behind the scenes than I ever want to know. It's a good-looking community. Everybody is going to be attracted to s- multiple people in it. And everybody has, like, similar-ish personalities where we all tend to get along really well. So we find ourselves in these groups a lot. And, yeah, you can't escape it. And you're not going to be able to keep secrets within it. I can't believe he called Kaylin and said, we need to make sure that this never comes out in paradise. It's such an interesting thing for him to think that it's actually going to happen it's not going to happen but let's compare this to real life a bunch of good looking people who travel and hang out together who go to amazing places together who drink together um 
Is it crazy to think that multiple, like you wouldn't hook up with multiple people within the franchise? No, I could see doing that, I suppose, but like definitely not if you're going to go on Paradise and definitely not in the same weekend, like at Stagecoach. And it would be different if it was like seemed less floozy. It seemed like if he was like, I'm dating so-and-so, I am committed to so-and-so, and then they ended up breaking up, and then a couple months later, he dated someone else, and it was like, I'm committed to so-and-so, that would be one thing. But he was talking, he was, he was, he dated Christina, you know, casually, I think. Um, He dated Kaylin. He slept with both of them in one weekend. He was DMing Tasha in bed with Kalen. I hear that there may be somebody else in the incoming cast that he also hooked up with. And oh, then, no. and I then, didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know that? No, no, no. Oh, boy. Really? I, I don't think I did. If, if an, uh, I'm sure I'll find out soon. <laughs> and then I think there was somebody else that Kalen mentioned he had interaction with. Well, okay. So... I feel like every year we've seen an evolution in paradise. I remember after my season on The Bachelor, I was very protective of these women com- coming off the show. I think you could probably remember that time. They were all getting ready to go on paradise. I was super protective of them. And what happened was I remember some guys from Caitlyn's season DMing a lot of these girls. Multiple, like One guy was DMing like five girls at one time. They were all talking. I knew about it because I was still kind of involved in that world with the girls at that time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we we talked about it. We mentioned it on the podcast back then. We didn't say his name. And we thought that was crazy. How could you do that? What a player. What, you know, what a scum. But now it's like in, been enhanced to actually become physical. Now, so I don't know if those two things are comparable at all. But it's wild to see kind of the evolution where back then we thought DMing was crazy. Now we're talking about like hooking up, like yeah, legitimate hooking up. That was like back in My Paradise season two, Samantha and Joe were just DMing <gasps> or texting, and it was the biggest controversy of all time. That's a gr- that is a, such a good parallel. Is them texting before Paradise was like a storyline that lasted weeks. Oh my god, everybody was enraged. <laughs> Is that not wild to kind of compare that to now? I mean, am I, am I like missing something? But listeners, we want to hear your advice. Email us at Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com or, or please tweet us and hashtag Almost Famous Podcast. We literally watched your videos and um, saw the tags all week. Did you know that they had to get the um, the title stagecoach passed, you know, like a copyright or whatever it is? They had to make sure that they could get the legal right to say stagecoach on the show because it came up in so many conversations. Holy cow. <laughs> I bet stagecoach is jacked. Hey, I know. <laughs> um, Ashley, uh, on this note, let's pause for a second and uh, talk about one of our sponsors. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. 
we have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Okay, so we're getting back into this this whole scenario with Blake. It's it's getting messy. It's getting wild. Of course, um, we've we've already mentioned that the evolution of kind of intimacy on the show has been heightened. It used to be text messages were um, super problematic. Now there's actually physical interactions that we're going to be speaking of. I don't know what's next. I don't know where you go from here. But of course, Blake gets the first date card. Everybody, I mean, everybody actually is predicting that he's going to take Hannah G. I'm thinking he's going to take Hannah G. And I know this situation. He asked Tasha on a date. Are you surprised? I think everybody was surprised, but remember what? Okay, so before I made a mistake, and I said that when he was in bed with Caitlin, he was DMing Tasha. He was actually DMing Hannah G. I think, and he was talking about how hot Tasha was. So obviously, he was interested in Tasha. He thought he was she was hot. So maybe he was like, "I've gotten to know Hannah G. enough, and I just need I would like to get to know Tasha more." Or maybe he was like cleaner, pure with Tasha, and he had talked to Hannah G in the past, and he was trying to avoid all the girls that he had any interaction with before Paradise. Well, yeah. I'm just surprised, Ashley, that if he was... I guess I'm not fully understanding the the relationship with any of these women. So what we know now is that that Kaylin is, is saying that Blake has hooked up with Kaylin, has hooked up with Christina, and that he's messaging Hannah G and Tasha's somebody he's interested in. Am, am I wrong? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, of everybody, it seems like Tasha's the purest one, the one that he's never interacted with outside of Paradise. So he or- makes a ch- choice to take Tasha on the first date. Tasha and Blake are having some sexy time. Did they, the jac- did they talk at Stagecoach? Do they flirt at Stagecoach? I don't yes. know. All this Stagecoach yes, yes. stuff is mind-boggling. Yes. No, no, no. Yeah. So that's why I got a little confused. Okay. The, 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 the story is this, that he was kind of flirting with Tasha, and then I think there was a comment made like, but at the end of the night, yeah, he was with me or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, my was, goodness. So maybe so, he was still hanging on to that flirtatious interaction that he had with Tasha. So here's where things get problematic. Kaylin sits down with Wells. We watch it on the episode. She tells Wells, uh, her side of the story is that... Uh, Kaylin and Blake had a relationship. Blake ended things with her. Um, it got weird at a music festival, Stagecoach. I guess I can say it because, I mean, at this point, it's been said a thousand times on the show. Um, and then he called her, and this is where things get really hard for me to understand. He calls her and says, hey, Kaylin, uh, this relationship, like this hookup or whatever it was, like wasn't in our best interest. It, In her words, it was a mistake. Can we keep it a secret so we can both enjoy paradise? I think that's where he was coming from. It's like, can we both enjoy paradise and keep this a secret? Ashley, I want to hear your opinion on how this all plays out and where Blake went wrong. Uh, where did Blake go wrong? Blake pretty much went wrong when he intended to hook up with anyone outside Christina. I think if he had dated Christina in the real world and then like she came into paradise, that would be one thing. It's like... That's kind of like Clay and Angela. But when you start hooking up in in like not in a committed sort of way with multiple women, that's where he started to that's when he really went wrong. What was the first part of that question? So he messages Kaylin. Uh, oh, yeah. Why and- did he just drop it? Why did he say, like, I think this relationship is a mistake? I think he realized it was a mistake when he slept with both girls in one weekend 
And he was like, this is going to look really bad in paradise. Somebody must have warned him. Ben, was it you? <laughs> uh, honestly, it was not me. What I, I'll tell you what advice I gave Blake is because I, I had been with him and Christina. Like I, I knew they were hanging out. That wasn't really a secret. I don't think to anybody. Mm-mm. I don't know a lot about the ins and outs of what he did personally. I think my advice to him was, you know, make sure that you've, maybe it was me because I said, make sure you've talked <laughs> to all these girls before you go on paradise. And he said he had, and I, I think in his mind, I don't know if it's to his defense or not. I think he thought that like that conversation with Kalen, maybe not worded correctly or worded appropriately. And, and maybe we should get his side. Cause we don't know. And maybe we'll hear it. I think he thought that was like a breakup. And I thought, I think he thought that was like a fair breakup for them to say, Hey, this isn't going anywhere. Can we both go to paradise and see what's ha- see what happens? And for you, is that a breakup? Like in the words that she's saying to Wells, does it feel like you would take that as as a woman or just as a person as a breakup? Uh, I think I would take it as a breakup, but I don't think that's her point here. I think her point okay. is that like she wants to protect these other women because she's not trying to get back with him. She doesn't want to be with him at all. She's just trying to protect these other women from these fantasy thoughts that they have about him that she believes is completely not true. I mean, so she's mad. Like, we see that. There is no doubt that that Kaylin is mad at Blake. Like, mm-hmm. there is... She came to Paradise. Am I wrong in this? She came to Paradise on a mission. She came to Paradise on a mission, yeah. She came to Paradise on a mission to let <laughs> everybody know that Blake is not the guy they think she, that they think he is. Yeah. So... Here's my critique of the situation. We don't know a lot about it yet. I I don't love this. I don't love and and listeners, you're going to disagree with me and I want you to. I want you to help me understand this. Ashley, I want you to help me understand this. Okay. I don't love that anybody brings like waits until paradise to have conflict. You don't like it when people wait till paradise to have conflict? Yeah, like I would, I don't like I would like to think that if you had an issue with a guy in the real world and he was doing whatever, a player and he was, you know, mistreating people or whatever, whatever's happening here, that you would not wait until you're on national television to then go at him. But sometimes tell me I'm wrong. I want you to tell me I'm wrong. Sometimes it's fun. And sometimes you want to call them out on the big stage, especially when you're seeing other women go after him. It's not as if in real life she was watching other girls and knowing other girls that he was dating. Now she's friends with these girls, and now she's watching them try to pursue this guy that's just really not that great, in her opinion. (laughs) I, I guess, Ashley, my only thought, is I don't know when you ever have a conflict like this that is is like a definitely like a big conflict. Like this is a big deal that going about it like going about it in the fun way is ever the wise way. Like I just don't see that being healthy. Okay, so let's turn the tables on this. What if okay. Kaylin knew all about his player ways this entire paradise time but just never really put it out there in paradise? Would you would she privately tell each girl? Like warn them? Yeah, like, what would you do then? Like, afterwards, like, message the person that he ends up with and be like, hey, yeah. by the way, this is what happened. Okay, yeah. I get that. Or, like, in the girls' room, you're like, by the way, like, I know you're dating, you're, you're into Blake, but he's really not that great. Or Honestly, he, he's, like, a player. What I would probably 
think would be the why. I don't know. I, I mean, again, I'm not like I don't know how to do conflict per- perfect perfectly, but I could say that I think the best thing to do, and that, the one thing that bothered me the most, and I, I trust me, like this is messed up, like so so hard to process. I wish Kalen would have went to Blake first. You wish Kalen had gone to Blake first, like off camera. And no, no, something. no. Even if she did it on national television, I think the move was like instead of t- like kind of building an army, <laughs> um, going to him personally and saying, Blake, what you did to me was wrong. I don't respect it. I don't like it. Like, I need to talk to you personally before any of this comes out. And I want you to know that through the rest of this like time in paradise, I will warn these women of what happened. Okay. You're right. If I wasn't so if I wasn't so enthralled by watching a woman with a vengeance, <laughs> I would agree with you. It's probably the right thing to do. I mean, I don't yeah, and like again, she's hurt. And so This is it, for my own know, entertainment at this point, you know what I mean? Yeah, but like <laughs> yes. And and I get but I'm sitting there and I'm going, everybody else there knows about this except Blake. Like this this guy is gonna be in his mind. Like I don't know if he just doesn't realize it, but at some level, you would think that Blake maybe knew going into this that I'm setting myself up for a really wild, like really bad experience. Mm-hmm. Like you would have to have to think that he knew from like that this isn't going to play out perfectly in his mind, and so maybe maybe to assume. That things would have changed if she just went to impre- – maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. I just – it felt a little bit, like, odd to me that everybody else knew that she was so upset before Blake knew. I guess. Okay. I agree with you. Fine. Sure. I don't know. Listeners, tell me I'm wrong. No. You're, I mean, you're not no, – you're, Technically, you're, you're probably right, but I guess I'm just thinking about from entertainment. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Isn't this funny, the difference in tone between Paradise and – the Bachelorette. If we like oh. ever like laughed about things like this with the Bachelorette, no, it wouldn't no. fly. If if this was if this was the Bachelor, we would be fired up. And unfortunately, <laughs> or fortunately, it's Paradise. We're like, oh boy, like every time. I mean, one of our closest friends, Dean, who we love dearly, was this guy last year, two years ago. Yeah, um, two years ago. I I know, I know. Dean messed up. <sighs> You know what? Dean, <laughs> to defend Dean, he was pretty upfront. I mean, and my memory of two years ago, too. But wasn't he pretty upfront? Like, hey, I'm really confused right now. I'm bouncing around because I really don't know what I want. And at least it was in paradise. And he yeah. wasn't like, honestly, like, mm, very our thing that I want to say right now. But like, at least it was just like making out. With two girls. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, let me collect my thoughts. Okay. And uh, let's talk about one of our favorite sponsors, ZipRecruiter. Hiring used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy, and you only have to go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter.com backslash Ben. Hey, Generous just opened up their first coffee shop in Golden, Colorado this week. Ashley Iconetti. So exciting. Ooh, I know. Boy. I remember you saying that you needed to be at the opening. Thank you so much. It really is a huge deal. I, I don't want to necessarily like talk about Generous too often on the podcast because uh, 
yeah, this is fun too. But but Generous just has such a special place in my life and my heart, and it, and it really takes up so much of my time in, in the most beautiful of ways. And to see a shop operating and moving and grooving is a huge accomplishment for so many people. And when I say so many people, there's a lot of people that need to work at this coffee shop uh, and now need to work at Generous because we're growing, we're expanding, and ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards but they don't stop there. As we hire at Generous, ZipRecruiter helps with their powerful matching technology. ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. Listen to this. This is crazy. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within what? The first day. And ZipRecruiter, right now, all of our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com backslash Ben. That's ZipRecruiter.com backslash B-E-N. That's how you spell my name. ZipRecruiter.com backslash Ben. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Amazing. To finish up the Blake conversation, I think this whole season is going to be a roller coaster for Blake. I think that we're going to learn a lot just like we do every paradise and every bachelor and bachelorette about how people resolve and work through conflict. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how the group in paradise responds to Blake personally, as this continues to come out. I mean, he's a fan favorite. He is a cast favorite down in paradise. As this comes out, it's going to be interesting to see if people kind of support him and go, oh, I can relate, or if they go, no, dude, you're on your own here. Uh, what do you think? Wait. A big thing that we haven't talked about yet is okay. Christina wants to bring Blake on a date. <laughs> and I don't get why. I don't get why. I think you know why. I think I know why. She just wants to talk it out. She wants to completely clear the air. She wants to do what you wish Kaylin did do and address and him first. That. Interesting. If that's the case, I do respect this. Hey, we have a lot of reader uh, or listener emails. We respect your emails. We love your emails. I actually just watched an Instagram story where somebody tagged us in it, and it was talking about the Jet interview that we just did last week. Um, we we really love hearing from you. We love to hear your differing opinions. Just don't be mean to us. It hurts my feelings. I try to read these emails and these tweets and these Instagram messages like and like have these conversations with you all because – when things are black and white, like, or feel black and white, the only thing you can do is, like, still open yourself up to so, oh, maybe there's another way. Just, like, let's have a conversation. Stop being mean. It hurts. It sucks. I don't like <laughs> reading them. Um, but we have a lot of listener emails that we love to re uh, read. We're going to read them now. Uh, Blake, best of luck, buddy. Oh, let's see how this plays out. And, uh, yeah. All right. Let's get into emails. All right. Let's do it. We're going to bring in the voice of the people, somebody who has not been on Paradise or The Bachelor. It is producer Tori. We're going to read through some emails and give our thoughts if we really have any. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay, this is from Mariah. The Jed situation, she titles the email. I was hoping to feel different towards the Jed situation after your interview, but I feel worse. Even though he admits fault through many things, he still puts blame on others and changes stories like accidentally liking the Instagram comment. I would love to hear you guys touch guys touch on this next episode. 
on how you felt before and after talking to Jed while having the conversation and all I, that. I, I like kind of understand where she's coming from. There was something that I did mess up. I messed oh. up last last episode. There was a point where I said, your relationship crumbled at the hands of somebody else. And that's absolutely mm. a mistake. And I think I said it out of just feeling a lot of sympathy for him, like sitting next to me, obviously struggling with the interview and crying. And I was like, you know, I felt bad for him, regardless of like how could you not? how big the mistake it was that he made. It's still like I had the human empathy, you know, in some weird way. I think he he really didn't realize what he was doing. He Do you know, like I think like it was very genuine that he was like looking back. I've I've grown and I learned a lot because I didn't realize what I was doing. Yeah, and I, I I can kind of rest easy on that. Just being like, okay, you're just owning that you really. I think like female to female, mm-hmm. it's really hard to hear. But like sympathizing with him as like male to female, being like, all right, boy, like you got to grow up, put on your big boy pants and step into this relationship, and he just didn't. Yeah. I think he did learn, though. I don't think he'll ever do this again. <laughs> You're not sure. No, I really hope not. I just think that he, like, genuinely like doesn't realize it. Yeah. And she- I still have to be honest, another thing that I was affected by with having him sit next to me during it was, I'm not sure if I buy that phone call at the airport. It's just interesting that the texts are completely different than the phone call at the airport in which he says that he totally, you know, broke up with the girl. It's just hard because I really genuinely feel like he he really, like, again, he just really didn't understand it, so he really didn't mean to do it. Like, he wasn't maliciously going out and, like, breaking girls' hearts and being like, screw you. Like, I think he just literally didn't realize it. Like, oh, shoot, this yeah. girl really thinks I love her and I love her as much of like I really like you yeah love you yeah when does this he make said sense the, what I'm saying yeah well he when he said the can't you say I love you to somebody you're not committed Ugh. to I was like I don't really think so it's just so <laughs> hard because it's like I'm not that person but I can understand when if somebody else is maybe in that situation mm-hmm. we have another email about the Jed interview if you guys haven't listened to it we did an in-depth episode that was released on Friday with Jed this is from Megan I met my husband when I was engaged to someone else. I was in the stages of wedding planning when I attended a co-worker's wedding and one of the groomsmen walked me down the aisle to my seat. Something hit me that was uncontrollable and undeniable. I fought the feeling for a couple weeks knowing that I was engaged, but I couldn't turn off the internal feelings. I ended my engagement and less than a year later, my husband and I were married and now we have two kids. I feel awful that I hurt someone in the process, but I had to follow my heart. Haley wasn't Jed's person. If Hannah was his person, I do feel awful for him. And just like that, I'm team Jed. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> like, I can I can get it. That's crazy. Because I'm That's where you have to have a little sympathy for him. Well, totally. And I, I don't think that there's only one person out there for you. I think that there's multiple people you could end up with, but yeah. you have to, real, like, take your compromises, yeah. take your whatever they may be. And I I can see her having a happy marriage, like marriage to maybe who she was engaged to it just would have been a little different than the person that she's married to. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I think she could have yeah. been compatible yeah. with both of these people, yeah. but her heart just strung a little bit more with this other person. It was more undeniable. And I think Jed had that with Hannah. I know. So just like that, I'm like, I get where Jed was coming from. And his mistake was made so early that I don't even know if he could have backtracked, you know? So, okay, moving on to Tyler news. 
The first, we'll start with this email. It's from Pierce. As I was listening to your interview with Tyler, I had an idea. Tyler should be on Dancing with the Stars. It would be a great fit for him. He's a fan favorite, and he loves to dance. Oh, that's true. He does love to dance. It is freaking brilliant, Pierce. <laughs> yes, this is great because it's a good compromise for all of us. We can see Tyler back on ABC. But he doesn't necessarily have to be The Bachelor. And we know that the way that they have or how things have unfolded over the past week it seems like Tyler's chances of being The Bachelor are low to me. I was going to ask you what your predictions were. I think they're low because we see, we saw him like go sleep over at Hannah's. So I think that The Bachelor Nation is going to really try to ship that. Right. But then two, three days later, we saw him at a date at a date at Dumbo House in Brooklyn with Gigi Hadid, which is actually Tori's. Doppelding. Oh doppelganger. No, I will cry. You can't. No, tell you me really that. do. You do look Wait, so much I, like her. No, I can't even receive. Yes. I love you, Ashley. No, but you're, but that was very nice. And but. um, we should mention that it wasn't just a date at Dumbo House. It's I have an article here that said that they actually ended up going to Gigi's place. Wait, 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 wait. Who's the source? Somebody's not following them back to a house. I don't know. So this is what I was tagged in on Instagram. Take that with a grain of salt. Um, on Sunday, the Florida NATO 26 was spotted at Brooklyn's Dumbo House at the Supermodel 24 before leaving together to go to Hadid's Manhattan apartment. She came out the main entrance by Almondine Bakery. He walked around to the alley on the left by Smile to Go. Her car picked him up there. They went into the garage at her apartment. A spy told Page Six pretty reliable source, on Monday, noting that they were hanging out until at least 2 a.m. The sighting follows a whirlwind week, blah, 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 blah. And then after that news broke yesterday about Tyler's hangout with Gigi, yeah, I kind of tried to get to the source oh. who posted that picture. Oh, Now, I couldn't get directly to the source, but I got to the source. No. I got to the girl... Who posted, who, who posted her friend's picture? Oh, and okay, it's, you yeah. know, like this is the girl who did the posting. Yeah. So she's a fan of the Almost Famous podcast. Hey, <laughs> so, shout out to. So that was helpful in getting the info. Her name, well, she her Instagram handle is Arts and Food underscore NYC, oh, and her name already. is Dana. And this is what Dana told me after I told her I wanted her to be on the podcast. She said that. She she didn't feel comfortable. Okay, because so she takes it to publicity and then backs off. Well, her Dana. her friend who witnessed the date was actually a little upset with her about blowing it up. Dana, you already took it to the news. <laughs> you might as well just come out and milk it. So she says that all my friend told me was that she saw them together getting a table for two, and it one hundred percent looked romantic, not friendly. And I said, did it look like they hang- they hung out before? And she said, oh, gosh, I have no idea. My friend just said they were flirty, and it was just the two of them. So I have, consp- I have like, a conspiracy theory on both of these things okay. with Hannah and with Gigi. Hannah, they did the thing. They had the, the wine. I think that they just caught up on such great times that 2 a.m. hit. He was like, well, I have a flight out tomorrow morning. Because mm-hmm. I think it was pretty – he said he, he was did. back. He was leaving on Friday, he said. So – why, like, go back to the hotel if you're having a great time? You're just going to crash on her couch. Maybe the same bed. But, like, I don't think anything happened. Okay. Gigi. Uh, I, I think he got signed to, like, Wilhelmina Models or whatever. And they were, like, we need – or he was getting talked to. And they were, like, we need him over any other agency. Gigi, go and 
pull out all the stoppers and get him to sign with us? No, you're so innocent. No. This is my theory because this is also in hopes that he will still go on The Bachelor. Because you want him to be be The Bachelor. bachelor. Yes. Yes, of course. But this is my theory because I think we only get one side of the story. And the real side is like, oh, they were just hanging out. I don't really think there's chemistry between Hannah and him anymore. I think that's kind of just, it died out. And then um, I think Gigi was there to put out the stoppers and get him signed. I don't think the sign thing is true. And I don't know that by the face that Hannah had that next morning, whether or not your theory on that one's true either. But great, great angles for people to look at just in case they want to believe they don't want to believe what the appearances seem. And then he's going to come out next week saying for Bachelor, I'm Tyler and I'm the next Bachelor. And then he's got to come out with all his statements and statements will be like, yeah, I was just trying to get signed. And then Hannah and I were just friends. How much sympathy do we have for Hannah at this moment? Seeing that the guy that she had a sleepover with two, three nights ago ended up having a, (laughs) a, a date with. A supermodel. A couple I days would later. be so sad. I felt if somebody broke so up with. much fear in my body. Like Gigi is freaking next level. So imagining a man that I love or like did love or had feelings for going for them, I'd be like throwing the white towel. She did post something on Instagram that I don't want to say is a complete. Uh, I don't want to connect it completely to connect the Gigi it. date. But she did post something that said it could be worse and then said, like, congratulations, Leo. And she was showing a whole bunch of tabloids. Wait, like Leo DiCaprio? Yeah, because, like, In Touch said something like he was engaged, which I don't believe at all. But either way, at the the top of the the video, it said could be worse. And this was, like, just as everything was coming out. I don't understand it. What what, what could be worse? (laughs) You're literally... (laughs) You're literally living your best life right now. Romantically? No, I mean, romantically, if you see the guy that you're trying to get with go out with a supermodel, that's Romantically, true. situations couldn't get much worse. Anyway, all right. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, can I say yeah. one thing? Yeah. I know we're wrapping wait, wait, up, but I'm going to so let it wrap out. But hold on. Long. Tyler told us that he didn't DM Gigi in the in-depth. Did you believe him, though? Because no. I thought he was smirky when no, he said that. No, I didn't believe you him. You didn't believe him. And we have Danielle, producer Danielle. And now this is Hannah's karma. What did you think based on Tyler's face when we talked about the Gigi DMs? They are totally talking. I think like obviously, talking too. and I he totally smirked. You're right. Yeah, I well, mean, I've been wanting to talk about this since we had the in depth. You guys remember when? <laughs> I could, he's so guilty. Remember when I wasn't super sure that he seemed excited to go out with Hannah, and like I got a little flack for that because apparently a lot of people saw him as very excited and willing to go out on the date with Hannah. Yeah. I feel like maybe he was already talking to Gigi and was like, oh, Lord. I think he was talking to Gigi. Oh, totally. I'm so on your page. But it was just to get him signed, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know. Why would would Wilhelmino have an issue getting him? Oh, a lot of people want pretty people. Ford models want him? Yeah, maybe. Cute little boutique modeling one, you know? I hate to break your heart, but that's not the reason. (laughs) Just you wait. I can't wait till somebody speaks out on this, and it's exactly what my my conspiracy theory is. Okay, well, I'm sending my my sympathies, not my condolences yet. We have no idea what's going on. He could have gone that day with Gigi and was like, heck no, I'm going right back to Hannah. Yeah. Absolutely possible. You know what? Danielle just slipped me a paper, and she thinks it's Hannah's karma. So I don't think- Oh my goodness, you guys. But I do have to say, regardless of any situation, 
I'm sending my sympathies and thoughts to <laughs> Hannah at the moment. Honestly, a box of tissues <laughs> and a white flag and ice cream. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, Ben. We had to have some girl chats. There's some topics that are best when blabbered with three females around the table. What a season of paradise it will be. Seems like the storyline is going to be Blake. But I'm Ben, and I've been Ben. (laughs) And I'm Ashley, and I've been Ashley. Later. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.